So this was the biggest episode of Impact in years, and and coming out of this historic episode, I mean, there's one burning question that I still need answered, and it was set up last week. Did Fowler Bar get his money back from Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles? I mean, I need to know. Okay, I don't really need to know. Welcome to Impact Oversell. Here is your host, Chef Cat, aka Chef. Hello world, Impact Wrestling owns the night and the Impact Nation has an all elite city. The December 8th 2020 episode of Impact is in the books and what an episode it was. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Impact Oversoul. My name is Shufkut and I'm going to give you a rundown of this historic episode and give you my thoughts. If you are new here, you can listen to Impact Oversoul wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube. And if you are listening on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. That would be amazing. And you can also subscribe to Impact Oversoul wherever you get your podcasts. I would love to know your thoughts as well. You can reach me directly on Twitter at Impact Oversoul, so follow the show aka me <laughs> at impact oversell on twitter leave a comment on youtube or email feedback at impact okay is that all the plugs who am i asking it's only me here <laughs> right i'm just so hyped as you can probably tell i mean as all of you i'm, I'm sure we're just super excited to, to watch this episode I'm, and i'm still hyped coming out of this episode initially to be honest with you when the episode started and there was no intro intro there was no titles from impact we on the night there was none of that. There was no rundown of the card when we joined Josh Matthews and, and Madison Rain for the first time from the commentary area. So it was almost like, ooh, All Elite Wrestling Kenny Omega's here. All Elite Wrestling Kenny Omega's here. Did you know All Elite Wrestling Kenny Omega's here? Forget our introduction. Forget what's coming up on our card. All Elite Wrestling Kenny Omega's here. That initially got me a bit worried. And and what a way to kick off the show in terms of wrestling with Chris Saban going one-on-one with Josh Alexander. One of the Motor City Machine Guns against one half of the North. And... A great match, um, a good match to to kick off the show. Even if this wasn't the original plan and it was edited to be this way, brilliant move. This show overall just, just showcased the wrestling um, that Impact delivers solidly for the most part every single week. And the big talking point coming out of this is the apparent dysfunction or breakdown of Josh Alexander and Ethan Page of the North. The match ending when Ethan Page was basically shouting at Josh Alexander to telling him not to uh, go for any more elbow shots and to just drop Chris Saban on his head. Josh Alexander is annoyed. He says, I know what to do. He is a wrestler, you know. What do you think he's going to do, Ethan? But Ethan's dysfunctional. Well, not dysfunctional. He's not really been himself. He's been more hyped himself. That moment then allows Chris Saban to get a jackknife uh, cover onto Ethan Page and he loses the matchup. And where where do they go from here? Ethan's page is possibly leaving. His I saw the thumbnail of his latest blog said something like it's possibly his last Impact Wrestling blog. So going off that, his contract's still up in the air. We've got the AEW set up. So if he renews his contract, can he keep the North together? Potentially, of uh, uh, go uh, team up against tag teams in all elite wrestling. Intriguing, intriguing ending. I'm, I am an Ethan Page fan. I do like him, so it'll be interesting to see where these, where these two go from here. But yeah, a, a, a fun, a, a good match, a solid match to kick off the show, and it's, it's, it's sort of like Impact Wrestling Open Day. <laughs> it's like, hey, all you guys watching All Elite, maybe most of you, some of you used to be fans of us. Here's what we are like now. 
so it was a showcase episode for impact and yeah it was a it was a good way to to kick off the show we go to josh matthews and madison rain um and i loved loved madison's line here where she said it doesn't make sense in terms of the rules that we know to be true about professional wrestling literally anything can happen going forward i love that 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 just summed it up and at some and i also like the fact when josh matthews stated at some point he will be called to the bus for his interview um so it gives that hook like oh wait it can happen at any time um obviously it ended up in 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 the main event slot perfect showcases stuff the big the draw leave that till the end of the show um so i did really like but i did i just i love that line from madison i really like the fact from josh when he said at some point he'll be called up leaving that unpredictable element and josh matthews i think in the commentary i mean i like josh matthews he's he's loyal to impact and i do like him um i know there's others out there that really don't like his commentary i think there's sort of a different vibe coming from josh matthews and manager rain on this episode um and I, and I really loved where josh matthews was filling in the gaps the details for people watching impact for the first time in the wild or maybe just new viewers overall um with some like the backstory and just and just drawing an overall picture going into the matches i i did like that tony khan aw president then made his appearance via an advert that they purchased along with tony shimani I like this. <laughs> um, just, uh, if you if you've been following Impact for a while, you would have remembered that there's a storyline once um, with the following message brought to you by the friends of AJ Styles. Yeah, it just yeah, for some reason it reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, no, I like this. It, it, it demonstrated what was going to happen on All Elite Wrestling, and Tony Khan acknowledging that hey, he could have stopped this. He could have said Kenny Omega was in breach of his contract, and he's inviting Don Callis onto Dynamite. They've heard there's some tag teams in Impact that he might keep an eye on, and that you know, there's rumours out there that he might buy Impact. Q Collective Gasp and more the Impact Nation. No, 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 no. We don't want that. <laughs> I definitely don't want that anyway. But yeah, and then Tony Schiavone working for uh, TNA as it was then for one night, then he quit the business for 18 years. Just That just made me laugh as well. Don't know why, it's just, a, <laughs> I guess you could just read it as, hmm, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, one day was enough for him. <laughs> yeah, um, good stuff there. Again, the cross-promotion stuff, you can imagine something similar maybe, maybe happening on, on, Imp- on, on Dynamite. Could Scott T. Moore buy some airtime? Who knows? Who knows? We'll wait and see. Up next, Brian Myers, who I've called previously the most professional idiot because he's a heel, and then his toy drive was promoted, and I can't really call him the most professional idiot now, can I? At least not for this episode. I, I say the most professional idiot in like a, a good way. He's a heel. He's supposed to get that reaction. It just came from when he was pushing around Swoggle a while back in, in a couple of episodes. Uh, he gets a, a clothesline in the end to get the win over TJ Perkins, uh, TJP, and you can clearly see that Brian Myers' knee was hurting. He's probably selling it, but I don't think it was legitimately hurt. But um, yeah, solid finishing the matchup with um, the clothesline. And Josh Matthews alluded to that he couldn't tell from the camera angle if TJP's foot was under the rope from from the from the um, shot of the pin. He couldn't really tell. But when he went to the wide shot, it looked like his leg and foot was too far away from the rope. Anyway, and we go to Cody Dina, or we've had Moose 2.0 with a more serious Moose Killer Moose. Cody Dino 2.0, Cody Dino serious mode, making Cousin Jake promise him that he won't get involved whatever happens with his match against Eric Young. I like this, it's it, it, following the setup from last week, 
but it introduces more serious Cody in the backstory with Eric Young. It's great. It's a different side to Cody Dina. Maybe we're going to get a different side of to Cousin Jake as well. Is this a complete repackaging of the Dinas? Maybe not. Not at this stage anyway. Is that the plan? I'm not sure, but would I be against seeing that? No, it's like you can you can have a more serious Cody Dina. He's done the Russell House stuff. He's been in that. He's been in the comedy skits, and and this is him now showcasing what he can do in the series. Well, wouldn't he's got he it, it? I appreciate it because it's like Cody Dina has a backstory. With Eric Young, and he's like, no, forget this. You know, no more giver, no more Dina stuff. Just fall on serious mode. I need to prove that I am not a nobody in the eyes of Eric Young. Anyway, good for you, Cody. Yeah, I like it. Rohit Raju rubbing it in the face of TJP again that he can't challenge him for the exhibition, ch- uh, exhibition championship in the final defeat Rohit challenge of 2020 which will take place at final resolution very interesting line from um, TJP at the end of this where he wished Rohit Raju good luck so who's going to turn up for final resolution on Saturday oh, who could it be my mind now naturally goes to someone in all elite but again the show's already recorded all the episodes now actually recorded um, for the remainder of the year. They could edit in something with another star from All Elite, but I doubt at this early stage that anything like that is going to be happening. I'm just trying trying to think. It's like TJP was a crazy Steve. Here's a wild card. Austin Aries. He dressed up as Suicide Mask. Suicide One, sorry. Unmasked himself as Suicide. I don't know. That's, that's obviously a complete guess. But yeah, it'd be interesting to find out who that is that, that's going to take on Rohit at the Defeat Rohit Challenge at final resolution so next up was the matchup with Cody Dina going one with Eric Young Eric Young being accompanied by Joe Daring the cowboy Joe Daring oh wait that was James Storm's gimmick and you've got Cousin Jake obviously in the corner of Cody Dina and Cody Dina again during the match stating to Eric Young saying to Eric Young that he's not a nobody Cody in the end um, was at the top rope and I think um, he's telling Cousin Jake not to get involved that delay at the top of the turnbuckle um, caused Eric Young to get the better of Cody Dina and he had an Eric Young power driver and we had an Eric Young power driver to end the matchup and immediately Josh got onto this straight as well post-match beatdowns coming there's going to be double power drivers possibly and cue the music of Rhino with a lead pipe and I loved it when Manus Ray pointed out that it was looking like Joe Doring was he didn't care he was ready to go in and, and fight Rhino even, even though he had a lead pipe now the question this brings to my mind um, as I'm sure everybody else watching this thought, who who's the third person now? Who who's is there going to be a third person joining the Dinas to go against Rhino, Eric Young, Joe Daring? Another mysterious element. Could it be Heath? Here's another left field. Heath, not yet signed, turns on Rhino. Okay, maybe not, but you know, imagination runs wild. Who knows? We'll find out shortly, I guess. The only Real comedy of the night was up next. Johnny Bravo. Quite rightly, stating Larry D should be in jail for attempted murder. Larry D. Still insisting it was a setup. There's a matchup now with Larry D against Tommy Dreamer. If Larry wins, he goes to Dreamer, presumably to the police, apparently. If he wins, he walks away. And AC Romero. Like, you mean to tell me in a wrestling match he can walk away and be, be a free man if he wins? Can you do that? Tommy Dream was like, yes. Now, what I liked about this was you've got this bigger audience, we can safely say, that watched the episode. We know that a bigger audience certainly watched it on Twitch. Assuming that's going to carry over the TV ratings in the States and uh, here in the UK as well, on free sports. 
the comedy was kept to a minimum. Which is probably why we didn't get the, the conclusion of who, if Fala Bar got the money back from Kira Oak and Natasha Steeles, because that obviously fit in the, um, that to fit in the Kenny Omega uh, section, obviously, as well. But what I loved was that after this, it was almost like Tommy Dreamer went, okay, comedy bit done, sitting down with Scott Timor, serious mode. He's concerned about Kenny Omega being here and what's going to um, happen to the company going forward that he's lived through this sort of stuff before and it doesn't work out and that Don Callis is in it for himself Scott Moore going through the timeline on Twitter or whatever he was doing happy with the extra eyes on the product so clearly he's happy but Tommy's voiced his concern there the virtuosa Diana Perrazzo uh, with Kimberly was up next against my favourites for the knock- women's knockout tag team tournament as the winners come on Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary loved the green matching attire here from both of them. That was great. Tag team vibes. And there were plugs for Turning Point and Hard to Kill throughout, throughout the episode, actually. Obviously, the final of this tournament happening at Hard to Kill in January. Um, yeah, just great showcase for Impact. Hey, this is us tonight. Here's what's coming up on Saturday. Here's what we've got Hard to Kill in January. Really nicely done. Complete opposite, actually, of what happened, I think, when there was a Monday night special early on in the Hogan... Uh, Hogan? <laughs> Hulk Hogan! <laughs> early on in the Hulk Hogan and um, Bischoff era, where they're on Monday night, but there's nothing about what night the night they're normally on, where you can tune in next time, or what night, etc, etc. Clearly, this was the complete opposite. We're here on Tuesday night, Final Resolution Saturday, Hard to Kill January, merchandise plugs. Very well put together, very well nicely together. So yes, I do want Rosemary and Taya to win this tournament because personally I'm just a, a huge Rosemary fan. And Rosemary has a, has a spot in the matchup uh, where she gets up resurrected, if you will. That gave the opportunity for Rosemary and, and Taya to block the kicks coming from Kimberly and Diana Perrazzo. They were pushing to splits. Diana inadvertently kicked Kimberly and a spear followed by Rosemary once Taya booted Diana to the floor outside of the ring allowed Rosemary to get a double underhook slam for the win. And I just loved that then when Rosie was like stroking Kimberly, like, go to sleep, you are done, the demon has dealt, we have dealt with you. Um, nice touch there. And they're progressing forward in the tournament. Would love to see them win it. Come on. Come on, Rosemary and Tyler. You've got this. I would love them to be the women's knockout tag team champions. Would be great. Backstage and Alicia doesn't have time for Tanil anymore. As she's too busy with what's going on with Eddie Edwards who got attacked by Sammy Callahan a couple of weeks ago. So she's now out of the team, and Tennille's going to teach her a lesson later. Should be an entertaining matchup between uh, all parties involved going forward. Gianna is next to speak to Scott Timor, and she's stating she's got far too much on the plate with all she's had to deal with, and I'd really like to hear, instead of following Scott Timor blindly, where Scott Timor sort of like seems to side with the wrestlers that are coming to complain with him, She's, she said part way through, Scott, she asked part way through, Scott, what are you getting at here? Liked that. I really liked that. And so she's now facing Rosemary for the Women's Knockout Championship at Final Resolution. And I would love Rosemary to win. Hey, I'm a Rosemary fan, as I said just before. But probably not going to happen as much as I would like to see it happen. And Diana is done, she says. Diana to AEW confirmed? No. But... <laughs> Yeah. Maybe she won't be that focused in the matchup and Rosemary could steal a win. Oh, the possibilities are endless. We cut to the ring and Sammy Callahan is back, stating he's the draw. 
He's carried the company on his back. He's the highest rated Impact wrestler of all. And he wanted the footage of his, that infamous baseball bat incident. And he wanted to draw the footage from the recent episode of him attacking Eddie Edwards. But hey, Alicia comes out, which allows Eddie Edwards to come in from behind as he got into the ring, attack Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan crawls towards the baseball bat, but Eddie Edwards blocks it. He puts his foot on the bat, foot on Sammy's arm. Gets Ed, uh, Sammy Callahan out of the ring, and Sammy Callahan's out of there. So this rivalry has been reignited, as 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 they like to market as some as sometimes. Why exactly? And Eddie Edwards was, was in, in backstage later. Eddie Edwards was really hyped. Is he going back to crazy Eddie? No, I, he's not going back to crazy Eddie. He doesn't actually literally want to kill Sammy, Sammy Callahan this time. He's just pumped up excited to get his part part revenge, I guess. Is this feud going to benefit both parties going forward? Is it because they've got nothing for them to do at the moment? I'm sure they can tell us again a great story in the ring like they've done before. Let's see how the matches, I assume matches, or maybe just one match, goes, goes between the two of them. Chris Bay going one-on-one with Moose with the absence of Moose Cam in the backstage segment earlier in the show, which I've inadvertently not acknowledged. Um, Chris Bay wanted to have a strategy talk with Moose. Moose says his fists do the talking. It's Moose 2.0. He's serious. No more Jolly Moose. Liked it. Hey, maybe he'll team with, <laughs> with uh, Cody Dina. The matchup here ends with uh, Moose, as he's done in recent matches, just constant elbows to Willie Mack. But the difference is this time... Is that Rich Swan goes after Moose, stopping this attack on William Mack. They're out of the ring. Bay then takes his opportunity to pin William Mack and he gets the win. Rich Swan after this was stopped from going to the car park because he's not on the list. He instantly assumed the champion the security guard was referring to was Moose, not Kenny Omega. Didn't even cross his mind about Kenny Omega and AEW. Josh Matthews goes ahead because his name's on the list to interview the two, Rich Swan isn't happy. So even at this very early stage, even at this very early stage, those seeds have been planted. Rich Swan, Kenny Omega, possibly happening down the line. It's not going to be next week. It's going to probably be a snow build. Snow build? It's probably going to be a slow build. Probably going to happen at Hard to Kill. Who knows? But yeah, Rich Swan wasn't happy. The Impact Champion, not on the list. Not recognised as a, as a real champion. Very interesting. Those seeds have been planted. So the big segment we were all waiting for. What everybody tuning in was waiting for. Don Callis, Kenny Omega, interviewed by Josh Matthews. I, I did like this. Don Callis' explanation of going way back, given the history that he's, that he was trained by the Golden Sheik, the Golden Sheik, Kenny's uncle, he trained Don Callis, introduced him to Kenny as a 10-year-old. Basically, Don Callis and Kenny Omega are family. And the reminder that he, Don Callis, booked him against Chris Jericho in the Tokyo Dome, which gave birth to AEW, Tony Connor said. Don Callis says, you're welcome to all of you that enjoy AEW. They made that happen. And what I loved here was when Josh Matthews was trying to ask Kenny Omega if his legacy has been tarnished over how he won the All Elite Wrestling Championship... Brilliant, logical explanation. If you've seen your father figure getting stricken down, what would you do? You'd go in and strike down that guy. 
and they're in impact because they can. And here's the thing: a lot of stuff was said, a lot of stuff wasn't said. Very vague. Kenny Omega likes collecting comic books. He got out of it. He wants to add an X-Men number one to his collection. Spider-Man number one to his collection. Maybe that's the Impact World Championship. He says, "You guys are the great champion here, right?" Don Callis says, "Fantastic champion." Don stating, "We've got titles here. You can take one of those. Carry those around." But now, for now, they've got to get to Jacksonville to be on Dynamite for a big, for a big announcement. So again, the crossover. What we'll tune into Impact and tune into All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. Anything can literally happen. This is in the very early stages. Come January, that's probably once we've got the new footage filmed, the complete new footage filmed, not just post edits like this was. We'll probably see the how this is going to build, how this is going to move going forward. So Kenny Omega is going to be a belt collector. So he's going to be. We've got this, this, this seeds planted with Rich Swan. We've had a belt collector before with Austin Aries with the multiple championships and various organizations he held. But now Impact Wrestling and All Elite Wrestling are now in the same universe. The Impact, as I said at the top of the show, the Impact Nation now has an All Elite City. The, the possibilities are just crazy for this going forward. But this, I think, it lived up the hype. It explained what was going on. It did what it needed to do. But the episode overall was a showcase for what Impact can do. And Hard to Kill was, sorry, not Hard to Kill, Hard to Kill was mentioned, yes. And they built up more towards Final Resolution as well, as it was to go home show for the Final Resolution. This whole thing has been a great marketing move. It's just been brilliant. The new eyes that are going to be on the product, how many of them are going to come back the following week? We will find out. But this episode for me definitely gets a thumbs up. And uh, there were good matches. It delivered what it needed to do with more eyes on the product than there has been before um at least in recent years we can probably safely say now are there going to be best of episodes for the last two weeks of december we've yet to officially find out we've got final resolution this saturday is there going to be anything added into that show obviously there's going to be back and forth between this show and dynamite so we're going to see what's going to happen on dynamite as well the intrigue is there and um, the hook was at the start of the show for this main event segment i think it delivered and we did what it needed to do kenny's got goals of collecting belts there's titles available in Impact. Rich Swan's being disrespected. Tag teams hint by Tony Khan of looking at the tag teams in Impact Wrestling. There's Again, it's, this is in the very, very early stages. This isn't going to be an instant, you're going to get everything here right now thing. It's going to build up. And how it's all going to unfold, I am here for the ride. And yeah. But yeah, really enjoyed this episode. A big thumbs up from me on this. And let's see what's going to happen going forward. Let's see what's going to happen at Final Resolution. Very excited. This whole cross-calibration, this partnership, call it whatever you want to. Impact Nation, All Elite City, Impact Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling in the same universe. I'm here. I'm here for the ride, and I think I'm going to enjoy it. Right, that is this episode of Impact Oversell. Thank you so much for tuning in again. If you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow at Impact Oversell on Twitter. Like the video on YouTube if you're listening on YouTube. Leave a comment and subscribe to the channel. That would be amazing. My name is Shufgert. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and have a groovy day.